Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day 101, looking at Joshua chapter 13 and 14, Acts chapter 3, and then Psalm 43. Now, as we move into chapter 13 of Joshua, look at the scene that's being set for us in verse 1. The people once again did evil. God had to once again teach them what it means to be faithful, and once again this meant the enemies of God getting the better of his people. This is the sad cycle of mankind. We do well for a period of time, but then self-interest and wicked hearts take over and we find ourselves at odds with God. But not all was lost. God had a plan, and that plan came in the form of Samson. His birth and life would be different from the rest of the people. He would be devoted to God through the Nazarite vow, a specific way of living that set you apart entirely for God. We read in chapter 14 of Samson seeking a Philistine wife. This was clearly not ideal, for the Lord had already declared that the people were not to marry outside the people of Israel. They were not to make union with their enemies. Yet we see here that this was all part of God's planning. God was going to defeat the Philistines through Samson and this union. Through a riddle, betrayal and Samson's rage, the Lord's plan would come about. It seems strange though that God would use disobedience and evil to fulfil his plans. Strange it may be, but God can use anything for his good and perfect purposes. God does not cause evil and he does not guide to disobedience, but that does not mean he cannot use it when it happens. What the devil means for evil... God will use for good. We'll come on to this more in the next few days in our readings, but for now let's head into the book of Acts. We have a striking scene. A lame man, unable to walk, is now able to walk through a miracle performed by John and Peter. There are two things I want us to pick up on. Notice that John and Peter refuse to take any recognition from the words they utter to the action itself, then to the explanation, they do not take any recognition. This was not about them or any ability they might have. This was about Jesus and what Jesus wanted to do. This is really an important aspect of ministry. It's not about us, but it's about Jesus. It's not about our name, but the name of Jesus. The second aspect I want us to see is how quickly Peter went to the gospel message of Jesus and good news in his name. Again, this is another crucial element of ministry. Every aspect of what we do in the name of Jesus should bring ourselves and others back to the gospel message. Every conversation, every ministry, every activity is an opportunity to share the gospel. In part, this is why the early church grew. They were passionate about telling others about the gospel at every opportunity. When was the last time you shared the gospel with someone? When was the last time you seized the opportunity and told someone that Jesus loves them and he has died for them? As Christians, we should be actively seeking to share the good news. Let us never grow complacent in our great commission obedience. Finally, today we have Psalm 43, and we've seen throughout the Psalms that David has enemies, and we're not just talking about disagreements here. These enemies seek to kill David, meaning he is literally running for his life. Often it seems that God has left him and that he is battling on his own. But in many of the Psalms, David recognises with faith this is not true. In Psalm 43, David once again sees how his enemies are somehow still at large. He feels alone, he feels rejected. Yet when his attention is placed on God, he is full of hope and begins to find peace. And all of this culminates into verse 5, where just like the previous chapter, David finds hope, praise and salvation in God. This constant refrain of finding hope in God is no coincidence. David knows, and therefore we should know, that even in the darkest of days, God is there. 
He doesn't go anywhere. He doesn't leave our sight. At the end of Matthew's Gospel, we are told that Jesus is with us till the very end of the age. So we are to take comfort, have hope. Jesus is still our strong tower, still our place of refuge, and still our eternal hope. And so there is a single encouragement from Psalm 43. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we do pray that we would indeed fix our eyes on Jesus, finding our hope and refuge in him. Father, as we do so, we pray that we would fear not the opportunity to share the gospel, but rather we would be obedient to that great commission command. And Father, we would pray that even when we see evil happening around us, that you would use it for your good and perfect purposes. We pray this in your glorious name. Amen.